The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, we are joined first by Michael Murphy, lecturer at IADT, who is a music industry expert, and by Dave Hanratty, host of the No Encore podcast. And Dave, I noticed yesterday when the GAA was doing its annual report, one of the things that it mentioned was that there would be no concerts at Croke Park this year, despite the fact they took a lot of money in from five nights with Garth Brooks and two nights with Ed Sheeran last year. And I also looked at the schedule for the Aviva Stadium this year, and there's no concerts booked in there either. What's gone wrong? I thought we were always guaranteed at least a couple of major headline acts coming to the big stadia in Dublin for everyone in Ireland to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, availability can be a problem, but it seems that Ireland might be a less attractive destination for some of the superstar names. I should say, I am glad that you got the Bruce Springsteen caveat in there because I was worried for a second. <laughs> but um, obviously, you know, we're talking about this in the wake of both Madonna and Beyonce announcing major world tours and leaving Ireland off the list entirely. This happens. And I mean, from people I've spoken to in the industry today alone, they've said that, you know, the forecast for the future is to keep expecting this kind of thing. Ireland doesn't get left behind all the time. There are huge names coming here quite often, but every now and then people don't show up. And I mean, like, you got to think about Madonna, for example. Her tour, if you look at it at the moment, it's, it's big arenas around the world. So where is she going to play if she was to come here? Well, she, she played Lansdowne Road, the Viva 2012. Didn't I, sell it out, though. I remember I was there and it was a bit of a dull of a concert. That's the thing. It didn't sell it out. There wasn't good word of mouth. There was tickets still available on the day. That was 11 years ago. This is a huge tour. Uh, there was massive demand for it. Queues online like you've never seen before. you got to think that she'd do well here. But I think a huge problem is that you go three arena, you go Viva. There's nothing in between. There's no 25,000, 30,000 in mid kind of range like stadia or arena for somebody to come in of a Madonna and Beyonce stadium wise that's a bit of a surprise then again I guess you know there's so many logistical reasons for a tour manager to go actually it's a huge headache to go to Ireland Well let's bring in Michael Murphy on that because I think a lot of Beyonce fans are going she can go to Sunderland Sunderland in the northeast of England which no offence to anyone who may be listening from Sunderland is regarded as a bit of a dump and why can't she then come to Dublin if she's going to Sunderland Michael? Well she's going from Sunderland to Paris so uh, that that might be (laughs) the the reason Um, she'll buy the clothes in Sunderland but uh, no absolutely the landscape of live music has completely been transformed in the last four years it had been evolving since the year 2000, but COVID completely changed the game. With COVID, a lot of music industry veterans, experienced technicians decided we've had enough. They couldn't get work. You know, it, it's a precarious living. But if you're on a big tour, if you're on a tour with someone like Coldplay, you can be out for 18 months. But we lost a whole wave of technicians And now the experienced techs can charge whatever they want. So costs have gone up. The physical costs of transport with with fuel have gone up. And now the superstars are able to pick and choose. And the absolute best way for me to tour is not to go anywhere. It's to sit in Las Vegas. And we've seen this trend again the last 10 years. It's accelerated where you'll stay in Las Vegas for a year. And it's really interesting that Coldplay have kind of adopted that model and they're doing kind of six shows in most centers with the expectation that if someone who doesn't live in in Portugal, for example, wants to go and see them, that there are multiple shows in each location so people can travel. 
So, in other words, if Coldplay were to come to Ireland, first of all, they'd look perhaps askance at the costs of bringing 20 Arctic trucks with all of the various equipment over. They wouldn't want to do it for one night. They'd want to do it in a venue like Croke Park for four or five nights, but yet the Irish market of five million people wouldn't bear more than one night of Coldplay, would it? Well, again, you know, the, the market, the Irish market is a funny one because, like we saw with Garth Brooks, Loads of people came to Ireland for that. So the the national markets are no longer just the people who live in that country. And Coldplay do have a 14-day gap between Cardiff and Naples. So something's going to happen there. If I'm managing Coldplay, it's costing me about a million dollars every day that they don't play. So something's going to happen there. And maybe Ireland will get one. Maybe it'll get two. But again, as... um. As, as your expert said, depending on the availability of venues over here. Because there have been a suggestion, Dave, as well, that Coldplay don't want to come because of a bottle that was thrown on the stage at Crow Park in 2017 that hit the guitarist. Can't blame them for that, really. And uh, Really, at a Coldplay gig, that's, that's the kind of thing you expect at a metal show. That's ridiculous. But the Coldplay thing, there's also an implication there from a carbon footprint point of view because their tour that they're doing or that they're setting out to do is relying heavily on keeping it as green as possible. That's one of the reasons Ireland may have been snubbed on this one, because the last thing they played here was a rapturous show. I think it was a sellout, and people have talked about that since then. But it seems to be that they want to try and confine it to as many spaces as possible as to not... Because think about it this way, right, as well. If you're bringing over a huge uh, tour, you know, like you got to get a ferry, 20, 30 trucks, that costs a ton of money. Is Beyonce or Madonna or Chris Martin going to hop on the Stena line and come over here? No, they're going to get a private jet. So I guess like Coldplay are like, let's try and do that less if possible. There's all these concerns and everything, inflation... Everything's gone up. Everything has gone has skyrocketed. And the COVID elements there uh, are absolutely spot on. That is a huge factor as well. Uh, technicians, freelancers can call their shots, and which is good in a way because these people work so, so hard and deserve to be paid. But if you're the bigger the artist, the, you know, the, the bigger the balance sheet, essentially. What about the other possibility, though, Michael, as well, that we've the ticket prices in Ireland have become too high? We get regular correspondence from listeners to the programme saying that rather than actually booking to go and see a big act in Dublin, that they would rather fly to another country, bear the price of the tickets and get accommodation and actually work out cheaper than actually going to an event in Ireland. Yeah, that's been the pattern in Ireland and and that's shocking. But in a way that makes Ireland very attractive for the promoters and the artists, because traditionally we've been willing to pay more than someone in, to mention your friends in Sunderland, more than than people in Sunderland or Glasgow or, or London will bear. So we've been the source of huge growth and, and profits for the music industry. And it does seem like it's so unfair to the Irish to suddenly find ourselves on the other side of the equation. But there's another factor, you know, Coldplay is a really good example of that, that, you know, the the desire to keep your carbon footprint down as much as you can when you're flying on on private jets. It's no surprise that Coldplay filmed, you know, one of their most iconic videos in India. Traditionally, bands toured Europe and North America. Latin America then came on board in the 1980s. It was still underdeveloped. But now we've got China, huge demand for live music. We've got Asia, huge demand for live music. So the superstar artists, now the upper echelon, can absolutely pick and choose where they want to play. They want to be out for as short as possible. 
So they want to do the most efficient, the most profitable tours possible and spend in a day. You, you lose a day just because of the of the ferry situation with Ireland. And that's a million each way, a, a million euros that you're losing. And there's a good chance you're going to lose three million because it's difficult to set up the production to be ready the day that you, you land f- from okay. the ferry. Opportunity costs this. Eamon and Galway makes a cor- correct point that the Irish market is closer to 7 million than 6 million on an all or 5 million on an all Ireland basis. And other listener says no pink either. I think pink are playing support to the script on tour at present. And my understanding is that the script don't see it as been financially worthwhile to come back to Ireland either. They can't find a venue at the right place. Also a massive international band to carry on from that point there. The script are huge in places like Indonesia and all over the world. They're a global act. Where they were playing before Christmas. Uh, Metallica has a European tour as well. No Irish date. Another listener I'm flying to London in July to see Billy Joel. Uh, it's such a pity we can't get him to come to Ireland. Sean in Stradbally says, if someone on your show referred to a place in Ireland as a bit of a dump, you'd pull them up. Stradbally, of course, being such a beautiful place where we go to Electric Picnic each year. And of course, we still, Dave, do have those events. And we do have an awful lot of, like, we've got that, we've longitude, forbidden fruit. Yeah, tons. And we also do have a lot of, I suppose you might call the more mid-market size things. We do have the likes of Arctic Monkeys, Def Leppard are playing in Marley Park this mm-hmm. year. Uh, you have... Depeche Mode out in Malahide, for example. Blur coming as well, Pulp. Um, also, the 1975 played Three Arena earlier this week and they had a very elaborate stage show. Huge production, so that costs money. It comes down to what you can afford and what you're willing to spend. Is it worth? Is the juice worth the squeeze, essentially? Also, just to jump in and defend Sunderland for a minute, because I think it has got a bit of a kick in all week. Maybe Beyonce <laughs> saw that great Netflix documentary about the football club. That was brilliant. Apparently Maybe, she's played there before, it turns out. Th- this is the thing. She's got history. Like, <laughs> and you have to also take into account as well, some artists have a relationship with Ireland and some don't. Metallica actually do, but they just played Slane. So what, where did they go from there? They maybe need to take a break. I wish they were coming back. It, it would be great, but they're doing a unique thing. I think they're doing two shows in every city that they're going to. Unfortunately, Dublin isn't one of them. But like acts like The National and, you know, Nile Rodgers and Sheik, they seem to be in a competition with each other. To see play more who, gigs it's, it's crazy, but fair play to them. They reward their fans. Another listener says, Red Hot Chili Pepper is also doing a world tour, not coming to Ireland despite always selling out here and loving the crowds here too. We better leave it there. We have more music to talk about if few minutes. Dave Hanratty from the No Encore podcast and Michael Murphy lecturer at IADT. Thank you for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today